0: You've tuned in to Power Walk Ministries. Our current teaching is titled, Giving, God's Profit and Our Blessing. And it's taught by Dr. Paul Cannings, founder and president of Power Walk Ministries and senior pastor of Living Word Fellowship Church in Houston, Texas. Teaching us about the different ways of giving through the lives of Mary and Martha, Dr. Cannings points out that Jesus commended Mary's heart of worship. Here's Dr. Cannings now with part one of the message titled, The Heart of the Issue.
1: One day I was sitting next to my mom in worship and I was looking around and there are people just praising God, raising their hands, lifting up their voices loudly, blessing His name and worshiping Him. And I kept wondering, here's a woman motionless sitting next to me. And then I took a closer look as if I was looking somewhere else, but I was looking at her. Her eyes were teared up, her hands were clasped as she sung to him. There's times when she would close her eyes and sing. And Then I realized she may be motionless, but she's not emotionless. You see, an appreciation for God, in spite of losing two kids with the birth of 10 kids, one stillborn and one a few days after birth, in spite of going through difficult times pretty close to poverty, In times where at the dining table it wasn't a chair, it was a box. In times when because of her husband's job that made him travel around the countryside of Guyana, South America, she would be alone with the birth of some of the children so she would have to climb stairs, eight months pregnant with a bucket of water, to wash up, to cook, to do everything because he's gone. In spite of all of those things, that the list is long, in raising eight kids, not all of them listening all the time, especially this one talking to you, in spite of it all, it did not move her away from God. It moved her closer to God. My mom would teach me that this is her psalm, Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be out of my mouth. My soul will make boast in the Lord. The humble will hear it and rejoice. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me out of all my fears. Verse 7, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord. You, his saints, for those who fear him, there is no want of oh, fools. In John chapter 12, verse 1 through verse 8, we see the difference of a Martha and disciples Martha who wants to serve Jesus Christ because she has such appreciation for him which is a sign of worship and respect. Mary who is lost in her love for him and is at his feet. Judas who wants to steal from him because he's popular. Oh everybody's looking to this Jesus. You could touch the hem of his garment you're healed. If you are broke he can get a net to pay taxes he can get money out of a fish's mouth if you need to have a good business day he could tell you where to throw your net and you will have the Most fish you ever had on one day of fishing. Oh, folks, this is the Jesus. We let me to make him king. We don't have to worry about somebody killing him because when they try to kill him in the temple, he disappeared. Nobody could have touched him. So this Jesus Christ, we have got it now, man. We're going to run alongside this donkey. We are taking over. So let's sit here and have a meal before we go in for the big day. But Mary, Mary, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie on in green pastures. He restoring my soul. He leadeth me beside still waters for his name's sake. Look at how much he's doing. Look at how much he's doing for David. That's why he is my shepherd. Well, folks, I want you to see the three personalities of this text. He says in verse 3, after they talk about Martha serving in verse 2, after they talk about Lazarus reclining. uh, How could Lazarus be reclining? He should be the one saying, Martha, I got this. I'm going to serve the table. Jesus, what do you want? Jesus Christ, I'm going to wash your feet. No, you don't need a slave today to wash your feet. I got it. I'm your slave today. I mean, this guy got raised after four days in the grave. He's reclining at the table with the disciples. But verse three says, Mary then took a pound of very costly perfume. Some people in researching this said it could have been $1,500 worth. This is the perfume that she could have used, possibly, may have bought, because she loved her brother so much. till when they take the body and they douse it down with perfume, she could have bought it for that reason, because Jesus Christ is talking about, let her do this, I'm going to die. So she could have bought it for them, but she don't need it for Lazarus anymore. Why? Because Jesus rose him from the dead after, I say it again, after four days. So Jesus has brought back to her her brother that she loves. He took the time to come and raise him from the dead. So this perfume that I was going to use on my brother, I want to use it on my Savior, my Jesus. See, folks, Mary took a whole pound of it. She could have said, you know what, I'm going to use this on Jesus, but I'm going to use just some of it. She's is the same situation with the woman who come with one might. Same scenario. Free will giving is more than 10%, folks, by the way. Free will giving is where you lost our mind and we are just freely giving to God and don't really care to stop. That's free will giving. Here is Mary. She gets it. He is the resurrection. This is the Jesus. He didn't just raise Lazarus from the dead. This is Jesus the Christ. She gets it. The disciples, they're thinking We're going to run Jerusalem. He's not going to die. He's been telling us that. He's saying it so much. The Pharisees know. But not Mary. You did something for me that is so precious to me. And you took the time to not just come, but to cry with me. She put a pound of very costly perfume of pure lard. I mean, high quality perfume. watch this, folks. And anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet, his careful repeat feet, with her hair. Woman. Her house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. Couldn't ignore her worship service to Jesus. There's no way. You could have ignored it if she's just there crying and, okay, Mary's having a bad day. Let's keep eating. No. Her worship consumed the house. It consumed the house. Folks, this is what I want us to focus on this morning. Here's these two things in this verse that is critical to us having a true heart of worship that kills the entire tension that worship attached to giving brings. Here it is. Mary then took. There was no initiative from Christ. There was no offering time. There was no walking around, dropping the money in the box. There was no sermon on giving. There was nothing. Jesus Christ never came in the house and said, y'all need to give, and it's important to give. No. See, a good husband don't have to have a sermon to bring home his paycheck. Doesn't have to. A good child that loves the parents don't fall over about buying parents a gift that they love dearly. See, no one has to tell them, this is what you need to do on Mother's Day and Father's Day. This is what you need to do on my birthday. This is what you need to do. No. I remember our children just walking up to us and say, "Ah, mama, daddy, we love you. Come on. I'll do this for you. The nature of love is that it just gives. That's love. Love doesn't have to be coaxed, worked on, massaged. No, love, its very natural focus of love is giving. You see, Jesus Christ died on the cross because God so loved the world he gave. It's a natural process because God so cares for us. He provides us grace. Grace is a spontaneous gift that has no limit on how much it's going to be exposed, how much He's going to provide to the person who has a need to experience it. It's spontaneous. It is never initiated, and it's generous, and it's bountiful. So Jesus, who represents the love of God, is constantly giving. He's healing people. He's raising people from the dead. He is serving people all the time, day and night. Why? Because that's the nature of love. So when a person has to be coaxed, massaged, told when they come to church, give. The issue isn't there's something deeply going on about the fact that they say they love God but struggle to sustain his church that he said that Christ is the head of, and it is his body, and it is from the church he impacts the whole world. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 23 says, in chapter 3, verse 10 of Ephesians, he's saying this is the place where Satan is restrained to protect God's people, but yet we come to it, understanding that the same dynamics at a church and in a ministry is the same dynamics that we have at the house. There are bills to pay, but yet we have to be moved. The heart of the issue is do we sincerely, purely love God? I mean, we, I know I know, I just messed up your morning. How dare some? I love my God. I, I love Jesus. Okay. Well, folks, why we have to be motivated to obey him? Why is it difficult to obey him when we become more conscious of ourselves in difficulty? Why can't we just respond to what he says, no matter how much advantage it seems that people take of us. If we say we love him, I want to challenge you with that. Is our love for God really pure? Is our love for God based on what he's doing for us? Lazarus is next to him. He's not washing no feet. He's not even bringing him a meal. God did something for him, and he's at the service, but he's not serving. Martha at least has an appreciation and respect. The disciples, they're looking forward to who's on the right and who's on the left. And Judas is thinking, I just hit the jackpot. Folks, not Mary. She's emptying the bank account, just about. Look at the next thing we see. Mary then took, this is a focused decision, not thinking about eating, not thinking about herself. She surrenders. Worship is complete surrender. Present your body as a living sacrifice. When animals were presented in the temple, it was every aspect of the animal, every piece of the animal was used. Present our body. Watch your eyes, he would say. In Luke, the tongue, James chapter 3. Romans chapter 6. Let the members of your body become slaves to righteousness. So the Bible is telling us, renew the mind. Deny yourself, pick up the cross, follow Christ. There's a war between the flesh and the spirit, but walk in the spirit. Deny the flesh, the whole body. What you see here with Mary is that there was a total surrender because of a total love, sincerely, adoration, commitment to Christ. She's at his feet. She could have had slaves. They weren't poor people. She took her hair, the glory of a woman, and washed his feet with the perfume and her hair. She didn't care. In those days, you don't walk back in the shower and wash it off. That didn't matter. The sacrifice didn't matter. All adjustments she has to make after this is done, it's irrelevant. I'm lost myself in Jesus. Folks, the issue of giving is how much of ourselves have we really given to Christ. Stay focused.
0: God bless. That's Dr. Paul Cannings getting to the heart of the issue. How much of ourselves have we really given to Christ? Let's purpose in our hearts to present our all to God and His righteousness.
1: I praise God that this ministry has blessed many lives. But the uh, notes that we've received, the calls that many people have provided, it encourages us to keep going. So I pray, folks, that you a partnership with this ministry by encouraging other people to come and listen to us, by getting on our website, making purchases, by supporting our ministry. I pray that God would move on your heart to do just that. And I guarantee you it will go to the better use of God's kingdom resources to touch lives. That is our heart because of what we felt God was calling us to is to touch lives. And I pray that you've been blessed by this ministry. Share the word, pass it on, and pray for us regularly. God bless.
0: Please visit us online at powerwalkministries.org to obtain any of our resources. You can also call us at 281-260-7402. That's 281-260-7402. If you'd prefer to write us, our mailing address is P.O. Box 920517, Houston, Texas 77092. Remember, having a true heart of worship will break the tension in your giving.